and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. We continue learning Perkiavot, Ethics of the Fathers, and we're in Chapter 6, Mishnah 1, in which I've been dividing it per classes because it's a very long Mishnah. And it basically, Rabbi Meir is talking about Torah scholars. So today he says, from him people enjoy counsel and wisdom, understanding and strength, as it said. Mine are counsel and wisdom, I'm the under I am understanding, mine is strength. So Rabbi Tversky, in his book, Visions of Our Fathers, he says that in the olden days, people would go to the rabbi for everything, for everything. And uh, they would not make one decision in their lives without consulting first with a rabbi. Like rabbis were uh, put in a very, very high esteem. They were very respected. And they were people who learned all day, Lishma Torah, and their whole purpose in life was to help people live the, the best lives they could have. Uh, today, Sadly, we, we don't use the expertise of the rabbi so much. We go with other methods because people don't really want to, to be inconvenienced. But in the olden days, people were searching to grow and, and, and be better. Today also we're searching and looking to be better, but we look in other directions that are more comfortable for us in which we don't have to make so many changes in our lives. So he says here that uh, there's a story of a rabbi that resigned from a community. And uh, when they ask him, why are you leaving? The president of the community asked him, why are you leaving rabbi? What, what's the problem here? And the rabbi looked at him and says, you know what? In five years that I've been working in this community, this is the first time someone comes and asks me a question. And that's why I'm leaving. So, so we see here that um, we really don't take rabbis for what they really are. And the primary function of a rabbi should be to teach Torah and to instruct people in spiritual issues. This is the job of a, of a rabbi, is to teach his congregation Torah, enlighten them and, and help them grow and help them resolve their, their spiritual flaws and be able to, refine, to help them refine themselves. So once a Hasidic rabbi remarked, people often ask me whether they should buy a house or if they should undertake a business uh, venture. And, um, and it's very funny because I'm not a, a, a realtor and I'm not, I have no idea about business. And they come to ask me for this. So what do I do? I give them a blessing. I give them a blessing. So today, uh, people go to the rabbis for, for brahas, go for, for blessings. And the Smishnah states that the Torah scholar is a resource of counsel and wisdom. And we should exploit this resource to improve the spiritual aspects of our lives. This is the true sense of a, of a rabbi. So when it says here that mine are counsel and wisdom, what it's telling us is that the qualities enumerated by this Mishnah are not characteristics of just anyone with Torah knowledge. It's not just a person that learns Torah, but it most importantly is a person that learns Torah lishma for the sake of heaven, that he learns with no agenda, no personal agenda. He learns to, to be connected to the source, to be connected to Hashem, so he can have the right uh, mindset, the right answer, that he should be enlightened to help people go in the correct ways. And, um, and that's why, why 
uh, when we choose a rabbi, it has to be very, it has to be a rabbi that is humble, that he has your 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 best interest at heart, that he really is not looking to gain anything from you, but he's really looking that you grow and that you and you become a better Jew. So there's a story here that Rabbi Tversky says that when he he's a psychiatrist and once this lady came to him. Uh, that she had had postpartum depression and she came to him, she was a religious woman and she came to him and he prescribed her uh, an, uh, a, a drug, the special drug for that and, she, and he sent her to, a, she, he referred her to another psychiatrist that lived around her area and, um, and she was feeling much better but she was scared that the medicine that she was taking would, if she would get pregnant again would be bad for her for her new pregnancy and so she needed a, a Shiloh she needed a, a rabbi to give her uh, a good to go that she could wait a few years before she got pregnant again so Rabbi Tversky found a rabbi he gave her the authorization everything but it happened to be that a few months later the husband called him back and he said that his wife was pregnant again and he was concerned that she might suffer the same uh, relapse uh, that was very severe of depression when, as when she had her first uh, baby. So Rabbi Tversky called at that moment, uh, it was the, the POSEC, the one that gave, uh, um, that gave a, 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 a pass on Alaha, it was Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. He was a very, very big rabbi he, of blessed memory. And he called him with the problem of this lady, of what should she do, uh, that if she should continue with this pregnancy, it, it constituted a problem to her health. So Rabbi Moshe Feinstein asked him, asked uh, Rabbi Tversky, uh, suppose that she were a Rockefeller, like a very rich woman, and imagine that she could afford adequate help and that she that she had someone that could care for her children and the, and the household duties and the house would be clean and everything would be in order and um, would she still be uh, in, in, would she still be at risk so Rabbi Tversky said to him uh, he said is the risk the stress that the pregnancy causes to her or is the risk um, the, the lack of money and only a rabbi can look things, a, a wise rabbi can look things from this angle. So, so the Rabbi Tversky says, I think it's the, the, the situation, her economic situation is the one that really is creating all this problem in her life. So Rabbi Moshe Feinstein said, well, well, then it's not the pregnancy the problem. The problem here is the lack of money. And I'm, I tell the husband that I am going to raise money for them and I'm going to make sure that she has all the help that she needs. And I will also prevail on her husband to spend more time in the house and helping with the course of the house and helping his wife and being a support system to her. So we see from here that, um, that a person that has Torah knowledge, a person that is wise, that is a person that is learned, uh, gains his knowledge, his wisdom, his chokmah, uh, his ability to give counsel to a person, not because of his intelligence, but because of the Torah he learns. So 
there are many many anecdotes about Torah personalities who when their advice was sought would study a portion of the Torah like before a person would come to ask for advice they would sit down and learn some Torah before they would give a response and this was a customary practice of Rabbi Haim of Oloshin in other words it was not just that having a Torah mindset enabled them to counsel wisely they realized that the Torah was an actual source of wisdom so it's not voodoo, it's not like you teach Torah and then you're enlightened, and no, 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 no. It's because you're learning Torah and the Torah is the truth, is the met of Hashem, is the, 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 the wisdom of God. And you're learning Torah, then you're able to give counsel in a wise way. So when Rabbi Haim, the tzaddik of sons, was 10 years old, his father took him to visit the seer of Lublin, who was a very big rabbi. And the seer had a great affection for this little boy and he used to come a lot to him and he would tell him like when he grew up he would become a very big Torah personality. And this little boy he saw that many people used to come to the seer for, uh, uh, to ask for, for, for a counsel and he saw one day that the, the rabbi, the, 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 the the, the seer closed his, the door of his study and this little boy, he hid himself in one of the closets to look at what this rabbi was going to do. And he saw that he closed the, 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 the door of the study and he noticed that the seer paced to and fro and he was reciting Mishnahs by heart. He was the Mishnah, this is what we're learning is a Mishnah. So by heart he was reciting Mishnahs, 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 Mishnahs. And the seer then opened the closet and brought the young Haim out of his hiding place. He knew he was hiding there. And he said to him very, very um, lovingly, you see Haim Ke, the seer said, please people come to ask me for advice and counsel and I counsel them correctly. Uh, how can I counsel them correctly? How can I give them good counsel? And the Midrash says that the original light of creation was one that enabled a person to see from one end of the world to the next, to the other end of the world. This was the original light of creation. And God concealed this light. He concealed it because he felt that the world was not ready for this light. And because mankind was undeserving of it. And where did he conceal this light? And in the Torah, he says in the Torah. So when one studies Torah properly, one can gain great insights as a result of this powerful light. So after we learn from this, we see the power, the power that the Torah has in our lives. Like if we are people of the book, Jewish people are people of the book and we learn and we sit and you know what? We're in the month of Elul. Take one book that you enjoy, one can be the Pirkei Avot, it can be um, the Humash, it can be, there's so many books and you can sit every day and learn one little thing every day, five minutes, give it five minutes a day of, of learning Torah and you're going to see how you're going to change, your insight is going to change and so your way of expressing to the world is going to change. So we see here that, uh, that the, the Torah, when one studies Torah in the in a right way, in properly, lishma, for the sake of, of heaven, one gains great insights as a result of this powerful light. And so, so he says, he finished off telling, um, telling uh, the young Haim 
The seer, he told him, after I had given advice to a number of people, I felt that I had depleted my capacity of insights and that's why I needed to renew myself and that's why I closed the door and I started reciting the Mishnahs by heart because in this way I was infused again with the light of Torah and I, I was again able to give uh, counsel to other people. So you will one day be a great leader, he said to him, and remember what I told you, the seer said. So there are numerous accounts of incidents of great Torah scholars, Torah personalities, that are, appear to be due to superhuman wisdom. You would think they have superhuman wisdom. You think these are like people from another place, from another planet. And uh, they regularly denied that they were divinely inspired. Rather, these were the result of being enlightened by the Torah study something which they felt was within everybody's reach. So these rabbis are so, so humble that they bring, they tell you that their strength, their wisdom, their counsel doesn't come from them. It comes from the, from the light of the Torah. And yes, this is indeed achievable, achievable for every, everybody. However, one must meet the qualifications stated by this Mishnah that one must study Torah Lishma. When we learn Torah, it has to be for the sake of heaven. It cannot have an agenda, personal agenda. It has to be only for God. And when you do this in, 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 to honor Hashem, to bring joy to Hashem, because this is what He wants you to do, He will give you the light of Torah to be able to help other people around you. So I leave you here. I wish you a blessed week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.